Okay, friends, welcome to episode 50, where we are discussing all things numerology. Have you done your homework? Have you calculated your life path number? If you haven't, make sure to do that and then come back and tune into this episode after you have your number. This episode and all of its woo-woo goodness is sponsored by Nickerson, a full-service branding, marketing, PR, and communications agency with offices in Boston, LA, Miami, and New York City. Visit them at NickersonCOS.com. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. When I decided to do this series, numerology caught my attention very quickly. As a listener of this podcast, you know that every episode is steeped in research, history, and scientific studies. And this is why numerology interests me. Numbers are everywhere. There is no denying that numbers are scientific, that they hold meaning. Think about it. Music is filled with numerical elements. The works of Bach are often said to possess a math-like logic. In ballet, there are five basic positions. There are four points to a compass, north, south, east, and west. There are four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Each person has 23 pairs of chromosomes. Every hour has 60 minutes, and every day has 24 hours. Numbers rule our life without us even noticing them. So if we dig a little deeper into numbers, specifically our own numbers, what could that mean for our business or our career? Can we use the power and the energy of our numbers for greater success? Prior to the last episode, many of you probably didn't even know that you have a number. I certainly didn't before digging into this series. And that is why I have asked Joe Soli to join us today. When I began my research into finding someone who could talk us through numerology, Joe's name came up over and over again. Joe is a business and marketing coach who infuses the power of numerology in her work with her clients. Joe teaches that by understanding your destiny number, the personal year you are working in, and the meaning and expression of your name, numerology can help empower you to do the right thing at the right time in your business and in your relationships and consciously elevate your success through the power of numbers. I cannot wait to learn more about this. Joe, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So in a nutshell, what is numerology? What is the power of numbers? Yeah, so numbers are innate. They're deep. They're cosmic. They're inherent. They're fundamental of form. Nothing happens, as you said earlier, in life without numbers okay astrology looks to the stars numerology looks to numbers and when we apply it to ourselves, it's a lens it's a discipline it's a modality that we can use to understand ourselves a little bit deeper because here's the rub life isn't easy right it's not meant to be easy life is a school it has lessons it has teachers we're here to learn so if you've got a number, you've got it for a reason. And when we understand our numeric makeup, our n- numeric chart, 
then life isn't so difficult. We can align to what we're doing. We can stop playing out the negatives of our numbers. We can work with the positives. We can stop putting square pegs in round holes and we can just go, right, okay, I'm a life path, three, four, seven, two, nine, whatever that might be, and then move forward from that place. So how did you get into this? How did you find numerology, get involved in numerology? So I've always been interested in numerology. It was a few years ago, actually, on your birthday, International Women's Day, on the 8th of March. And I went to an event and the keynote speaker, his opening gambit was forget International Women's Day because it's International Women's Millennium, right? So most people listening to this podcast were probably born into the 90s maybe the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s but most of them have probably been born into the 19s which is 10 which is one so we were born into a very masculine energy there was thatcher there was scargill there was reagan no judgment, men led, women followed. We had, you know, a few channels on the TV, well, we did in the UK, right? There was no mm-hmm. technology really until the 2000s. The way we were parented, the way we were schooled, it was very rough around the edges and it was very one in energy. One is original, one is innovative, one is dynamic. I'm working with the energy of the number one. I'm 48, I look 22 and I sound 12, right? But if I... <laughs> If I didn't, I'd be too much because I'm very one in energy. Now we're in the energy of the two. The one is fire. The one is red. The one is the root chakra. The two is water. Two is very emotional. In the tarot, one is the magician. Two is the high priestess. Two is the sacral chakra. So we're in very emotional times. We're in very kind of feminine energy times but with the two look at the way we parent now look at the way we teach now it's very sensitive but we are the negative of our numbers so the two is lack and fear and panic and worry so forget international women's day it's international women's millennium and too right because you look you can't move for women starting their own businesses a lot more than 20 years ago. The Dalai Lama said the Western woman is going to save the world. You can't say anything on Facebook without, you know, somebody having to take a chill pill because we have got a little bit too. We've gone the other way. Sensitive. Okay. Also, what happens when a child is too? Terrible twos. Yeah. We go deeper into the energies and how they play out. So at the moment, We feel like we're on a boat. We're going from A to B, back to A to B to C. And there's always two options and two choices. So we might want a successful business, but then we really might want to just chill a bit. I'm single, 48, never married, no kids. Sometimes I want a relationship. Sometimes I don't because we're in the energy of the two. There's two choices. So basically, just to recap... 
so life isn't easy we're here to learn right we were born into the 19 which is 10 which is one it's a very masculine energy now we're working in the 2000s which is a two energy numbers are magic they're innate they're deep they're fundamental of form nothing happens in life without numbers every number tells a story so you spoke about four seasons four elements four is about structure, control, routine, and system. We have four seasons, four elements, four directions, four pairs to our DNA, four pairs, four parts of our brain, four chambers to our heart, four wheels on this chair, four walls to this house, four suits in a pack of cards, right? Four in life helps us structure, control, routine, and system. The nine is all about love, compassion, caring humanitarian energy in the uk when we need help we call 999 nine is about completion we say that the whole nine yards so when you start to look a bit deeper you can see the energies like seven colors of the rainbow seven seven um temples seven menorahs seven is, is about seeking so when you go, dive a bit deeper you can see how things work. With regards to the energies of the decades, yes, we were under the 1910 one. However, the 60s was about love, peace, Beatles. Six is about love and peace. The 70s was different. It was introspective. It was like a thinking energy. Seven is about seeking and thinking. The 80s was a boom time, money, yuppies like um, Dallas, shoulder pads, eight is about success and wealth. The 90s, we had the credit crunch, nine is about endings. Numbers play out, okay? So looking at Julie Brown in terms of her numeric energies. So for the listeners, uh, you asked me a couple questions before we got on yeah. this call. You asked me my full name and you asked me for my full birth date. And I think, was that it? You Were those the two questions that you asked? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Because yeah. you said so, you were going to uh, do some, you were going to look at my numbers prior to this call. So uh, this for the yeah. listeners, this is new to me. I don't know what's coming at me. <laughs> okay. So I've taken your whole date of birth, all right? You cannot change your date of birth. It's impossible. You can change your name. And when you change your name, you change your life. Because your name isn't who you are, it's who you look like you are. So then people treat you like that. But taking your date of birth, the first number we look at in numerology is your life path number. All right. It's also called your destiny number. It's your destiny. It's the path you're here to walk this lifetime. Now for you, Julie, you're working with the energy of the number seven, and seven is the seeker. So everything that you read out at the beginning of this call is very seven. Seven is about thinking, questioning, asking, analyzing. It, you can't be rushed. It is your need space and your need time out. Okay, so when I listen to your podcast, do we really want to go back to normal? That's very seven in energy because you can't rush a seven. 
our queen is a seven. When Princess Diana died, everyone was up in arms. Where are you? You know, she took her time. With the Harry and Meghan interview recently, she took her time to reply, which is very seven in energy. Stephen Hawkins is a seven energy. Okay. They say that his brain was so powerful, his body gave up. Mm. So seven is the seeker the thinker, and as we go up the numbers, they vibrate at a little higher level. So it's part science and part mysticism. And you admitted, you know, you don't touch the woo in your business, but you do look at it in your personal life. Mm -hmm. So with a seven, it is all about self, okay? You need to make your business about you, like a life path one, and then you make it about other people. It is philosophy. They can be quite introverted, but it's about knowledge and studying, finding the truth out of things. They can be analytical. They can be meditative. That's something to try on, but they're focused. They're quite private as well, okay? However, going deeper, you'll because there's seven and a half billion people in the world, right? We're not just going to chop them into 11 numbers. That's like saying you're Pisces and I'm Aries. So it goes deeper. So you're born on the eighth and you're not the number next to you. And it's very easy for you to be eight in energy. And eight is success and wealth and quality. And high standards. Giorgio Armani vibrates at an eight energy. You know, it's Barbara Streisand. It's um, Usain Bolt. So it's, even though it's quirky, it's focused. So eight's focused. Eight's a professional. Eight's high standards. All right. And it's easier for you to be the eight energy rather than the seven. But all when you are younger, when you're overwhelmed, when you're tired, you'll go to the eight. Eight is very revered in many cultures. They pay more to have it on their door, on their number plates or in their phone number. And it's infinity, you know, it's success and wealth. But you're meant to be the seven. So you're not meant to be, so the seven is the seeker, the eight is the CEO. You're not meant to be the CEO who seeks, you're meant to be the seeker who's the CEO. So most people end up on the, the date they're born, like for you the eighth, for me the four. The magic happens when you can align to your life path number, so for you the seven. Seeking, thinking, questioning, asking. We want to use the eight. And eight is, you know, it's lucky, it's infinity, it's abundance, it's success. But we don't want to stay there. So is this making sense? Yeah, because when when you were describing the seven, there were so many pieces of it. I was like, yeah, that is me, but it's also so not me. But when you described the eight, I was like, that is me. A hundred percent, that's me is the eight. So all the magic happens in your life path number because it's the path you're here to walk, right? So what the job 
that we need to do is to get out of the approach, which is the eight, and get into the seven, because that's where the results lie. That's where the gifts lie. Okay, so you're nearly there with everything you were saying earlier, but there's because you know you're fascinated by so many things. I've listened to a few podcasts. It's that analytical seeking piece, but it's really understanding what it means to be a seven. So sh shall I read a little bit from one of my books about seven? Would that sure. work? Yeah. yeah, sure. Of course. Okay. So seven, to search for and develop your own unique theory on the meaning of life and then give this knowledge back to humankind. So the more you learn, the more you earn, basically. And you want to pass that information through your filters and then teach other people. So you said to me, you know, the podcast is doing really well. Well, yeah, of course it is, because you're here to, to learn and then to share that out. Okay, You have a unique perspective on the world paired with your ability to remain singularly focused. And this is your guiding light. And I know that you work hard and, you know, you're here to do a job. Right. But the eight energy is as we go up the numbers, eight nail it in business. They intuitively know what to do, okay? So eight is all about bridging the gap between the spiritual and material worlds. Your gifts lie in applying power effectively and manifesting financial wealth, which you can then use to make the world a better place. But seven wants time out. Seven wants to retreat. Seven wants privacy. It needs space. And you will, sevens are different. They vibrate on a different wavelength. They're meant to. So you won't fit in sometimes. And that sometimes you'll think, well, why am I not fitting in? So if you can stop trying to fit in, then that would be the best thing because sevens aren't meant to fit in. You look at kitchen tiles, bathroom tiles, three, four, five, Six tiles all fit together. <laughs> Seven-sided tiles don't fit together. They're not meant to. You're here to vibrate at a different level, to see things differently so that you can help people. It is mysticism as well as science. It's that blend. Stephen Hawkins is an amazing example of that. Mm -hmm. Is okay. your So that's my life path number, right? Yeah. What's the difference between a life path number and knowing your personal year? Because you, I read that on yeah, your website okay. too and I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, so we work in nine-year cycles and there's better years and easier years to do things. Sometimes the tide is in, sometimes the tide is out. Everybody is always in this hustle mode, push, 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 push. But we need the ebb, we need the flow. Nature works in cycles. She doesn't get stressed out. She knows when to grow. She knows when to hibernate. She knows when to purge. She knows when to delete, okay? And we need to work like that too. Grow, consolidate, grow, consolidate. You imagine if she was like blooming, like it's a beautiful day. There's loads of flowers out there. Imagine if she was just growing all the time. Where would all the dead stuff go? So we need to adopt that kind of cyclical movement in our lives. So this nine-year cycle, you, you, Julie, you're currently in. They work birthdays to birthdays. They take about a month to kick in. 
And then after about six months, they peak and then they peter out again. So you're currently in a personal year. I'll just double check in. You're in a seven year. So nobody's really ringing you back. Modern life doesn't really support a seven. Opportunities will happen to you, but they will come to you. You don't have to push and get them. Now you're in your element because you are a seven and you're in a seven year. So you do vibe at that seven. You understand the seven. You've still got a few months of it left because obviously your birthday's not till next year. But to make the most of a seven year, it's a great year to write another book. Mm. It's a great year to go on a spiritual retreat. It's a great year to learn. It's a but look after your energy. Okay. You can't push it. So explain this to me. When you say they're nine year cycles, that means that they're only, so for example, next year on my birthday, do I go into an eight? Yeah. Next year you're, you're in an eight year, which is about success and wealth. So let me take you through these nine year cycles. Imagine we're in a plane, right? And, and actually, next week, inshallah, hopefully, I'm going to have a free app on my website and everybody can work those out. Um, so we work in nine-year cycles. Imagine we're on a plane. In a one year, we take off. Every year, you get a chance to be feel what it's like to be another number. So one is innovative. It's optimistic. It's original. It's dynamic. So in one year, we go... Whew, so the world's our oyster and whatever we seed in a one year will grow over the next nine years. Not everything will grow, but the more you seed, the more you can grow. Then bear with me, we go into an 11 year because we have another digit in the 2000s. So we go one, 11, three. All right. So in 11 year, 11 is intense. 11 is emotional. 11 is the spiritual teacher. So it's a great year to meditate and it's a great year to get on the yoga mat. But mm -hmm. in business, we want to ride on the slipstream of the one year. Okay. So if people come to me and they're struggling, they're probably in an 11 year because it's really intense. You've got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> if you know you're in an 11 year, and that's the work I do, show people what year they're in, then they can go, right, okay, let's just calm down a bit, right? Then you go into a three year. So we take off in our plane in our one year, and 11 year we hit turbulence. In a three year, let's get a drink from the mini bar. It's not difficult to be in a three year. Let's have a good time. Look at the three, two horseshoes on top of each other. It's lucky, right? So in a three year, you want to have a good time. You want to socialize, entertain, be entertained. And whatever you seeded in your one year starts to like shoot its little head out in a three year. And threes like to spend money. OK, so in a three year, we spent all our money. So then we're going to land our plane in our four year. And everyone's going to get off the plane and the universe shines a light on anything that's weak in structure. OK, there's lots of cracks. I'm in a four year at the moment and anything that isn't strong, we need to fix it. And it's a slow year and you've got to get your ducks in a row. But 
we, we've got to do that in a four year. So then in a five year, we can get back on the plane and then go off again in another direction. Because five is about adventure and freedom and change and expansion and growth. That just made me think about, so two years ago was my five year and it was the biggest trip I ever took in my life. Oh, yeah. wow. There's no mistakes. Everything happens in perfect time, space, sequence. What I'm doing is consciously helping you shine a light. So in your business, in a five year, fives can do risk, you know, so we can take a little bit of risk. We can advertise a bit more. And then in our six year, not much happens outside the home and the family because six is about um, love, relationships and connection. So sixes are the only number who really understand how people feel. So this is a good year to get deep in your community and really create those great relationships. And then in a seven year on our plane, we sit on our own. So it's a good year to introspect, to seek, to learn, to think, to analyze and question and be all things seven. So I've got quite a few clients in the seven year at the moment. And when they are trying to push, 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 I'm like, ah, seven, wait, stop it, calm down. And then it will come to them. And I've got one client who's so busy this year, but things are coming to her rather than her pushing them. So then in an eight year, this is the ultimate year for abundance and success and wealth. Okay, so it's the year. Now, huge caveat, providing you've actually seeded anything in the last um, eight years, because a lot of people haven't actually seeded anything. So you can only harvest if you've actually planted stuff. So if we know that we've planted over the last seven years, then we can harvest that, you know, uh, sometimes money is energy, money, I call it. It's money is just a byproduct of your alignment. The more you're on path, the more you're aligned, then the more money you're going to make. But if you disrespect money, it's going to disrespect you. Then in a nine year, once we've had a big year in an eight year, it's about letting go. Nines are dramatic and endings are dramatic. So we want to shed, delete, purge, release and let go of everything that no longer serves. So this might be old clients, you know, clients that have run out of steam. It might be friendships, you know, let go, let go, let go, let go. Because the more that you hold on to, then the more the universe can't bring it to you in a one year so in a nine year you don't want to start anything really 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 new because then when you get to your one year it's going to feel old all right so on our plane analogy in an eight year we're selling everything to everybody and then in our plane in a nine year we land the plane and we get off the plane and we get on a boat and you have you're on a narrow boat going down a canal and on the side is your life but you can take some of your life. You can't take all of it. And that's dramatic and that's emotional. And sometimes relationship ends, um, people pass, but it's part of life, you know? 
And the more we can let go of, then we can start again in a one year, but nature pulls the vacuum. So the more space you can create, then you can bring it in. So this is such a powerful cycle. So we've talked a lot about business, but I'm assuming this is affecting our relationships. Are there yeah. certain numbers that work better better with each other or times in your life, years in your life where you shouldn't be in a relationship? How does it work with relationships? So the years play out as well, like a six year really isn't about business. It's about relationships. A nine year can be very emotional in life. My grandmother passed in my nine year. My relationship ended in my nine year. But because I know that those things are likely to happen, then you can align to that energy. In terms of compatibility, odds work well with odds and evens work well with evens, top line. But then it goes deeper because odd numbers are of the mind. Like you're working with the a number of the mind, so am I. But even numbers are emotional. But then going deeper, how one works well with three plays out differently to how a three works well with a six, etc. Yeah. Three, sixes, and nines tend to need connection. They need people. One and sevens, not so much. You know, one and sevens are okay if they don't have a family. Some numbers wouldn't be okay with that. I always, I always try to like, oh, I'm not married, oh, haven't got kids, you know, society says this, society says that. Since I've aligned to my numbers, I love being on my own. I'm fine on my own, yeah? yeah? So then you can like give yourself permission to be who you are in your life and business because you can't have one without the other. This is neither here nor there. And I don't know if it means anything, but I am always fascinated by this thing that happened in my life where... Before I met my husband, I've dated three guys. Well, I stayed more than that, but like the three previous men before I met my husband, the two, two of them had the same birthday. So I dated a guy and he had the same birthday as the guy I dated after him. And then I dated another guy and he had the same birthday as me. And then when I met my husband, he had the same birthday as the two guys before him. Like, and I always thought that was so weird that I, for the last, for however many years of my life, I only dated people who were born on, on May 14th or my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So birds of feather flock together. We vibrate at different energies. Okay. So then you will be attracted to that energy. So um, it goes a lot deeper. We have five main numbers in our numeric chart. I've told you about your seven and an eight, but it goes a lot deeper than that as well. So on some level, their numbers will be connecting to you. There's an attraction there because the numbers will be compatible and in alignment. So you just said something that I didn't know that there was, you said there's five numbers and we talked about my seven and my eight. So what, what are the other numbers that are involved with somebody? Okay. So I didn't share them because then we went on to the personal year, but and I don't want it to become too confusing. Yeah, so it, it won't work out how we get there because then people listening, it would just like go over their heads. But yeah. you're working with the number 11. And this is a master number. And this is the number that you're ultimately your life wants you to be. Right. So there's no mistakes. This is the spiritual teacher, but it's very in, inspirational. It's very illuminating. So 
when you've got a master number, you've got it for a reason. No number's better than any other number. Some numbers can see more, be more and do more. So your ultimate goal is to inspire. What's this podcast doing? What's your books doing? What's your speaking gigs doing? Your number is to illuminate, to share the truth, to shine a light on things. As you, it's not the number you, it's the ultimate goal. So it's the end game. So what will happen, there's no mistakes that I'm talking to you today. What will happen to you is you'll be more interested in the woo in the spiritual <laughs> yeah in the mysticism which is also very seven so as you walk your life path the seven the 11 will start to show itself and you'll put yourself on these retreats you'll buy these books you'll have you know more oracle cu- uh, cards in the cupboard etc you'll get on that yoga mat more you'll create a meditative process okay that if you're if you want if you're available for it all the numbers are here we've got to be available for them you're also working with the nine so i can see that and this is where our issues can lie in life so you know sometimes you can be a bit loving a bit caring a bit too kind sometimes you have to watch your boundaries sometimes you have to watch that you over don't overgive sometimes you have to watch that you know, people aren't as nice as you. I've got nine in that position as well. <laughs> when I think about myself innately, I don't think of myself as a person who doesn't have boundaries. And I actually don't think of myself as like an overly kind, like I'm a nice person, but I don't feel like I, I feel like I look at people. I'm like, oh, that person is so much better than me. Like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't think to do that. Okay. So it goes a bit deeper. This is why, because we need a conversation around this sure. because there's polarities of it one end one spectrum of because there's polarities of the numbers so one end you can be working in the nine which is loving caring kind the other end um it's boris johnson is a nine so adele robbie williams um mother Teresa. you know it's it's strong energy but the other end they can be a bit will make everything about them so this this goes a bit deeper so that's why it's kind of difficult just to throw mm-hmm. five numbers at you and sure. explain it. It's a conversation. Yeah. But you have another eight as well. So you're very, so even in your five numbers, even though seven is your life path, you do have two eights, which amplify that eight energy, which is success and wealth and, you know, um, et cetera. Mm. But a lot of people would say, that's not me. That's not me. But then the question is, how's life working out? But then when we really unpack it, we can see what's going on. So you work with people, you under, you calculate their life path number, you figure out what personal year they're in, you de- dig deeper into these five numbers, and then you help them figure out what is what are good choices for them to make now and into the future. Like, How do you work with people? So it works on um, five levels. The, the 75% of what's going on is your life path number, okay? And a lot of people aren't working in this number. They're working on the date that they're born on. So the first job is to help them connect to the life path number so that they appreciate that it's their destiny. That's the path they're here to walk, right? So that's the first thing I do. 
then, like I said before, there's seven and a half billion people in the world. We're going to chop it down into deeper energies. So then I'd explain more about the eight or the 11 or the eight or the nine. So people work with me either like a one-off session or a package of five or three-month immersion. So it depends on how deep we're going to go. I've got a membership where every month we have a call, every day I share information. So it depends, you know, how committed you are to yes. walk your numbers. Then um, we look at your personal year. There's also personal months. We work, you know, cycles within cycles like nature. So if you're in a challenging year, then the month might give you a bit of reprieve. Also, days of the week, we're speaking today on a Thursday. It's Jeudi in French. It's ruled by Jupiter. It is the luckiest day of the week. It's a great day for business. It's a great day for proposals. It's a benevolent day. So you know, we can really go for it on a Thursday. But like Monday is Luna, it's Lundy, it's Moon Day. The moon is emotional, the moon is intense. You don't want to go 100 miles an hour on a Monday. You want to set your intentions, you want to look after yourself, you want to take, it's a feminine energy day. I don't work with clients on a Monday. I sort everything out in my business. And then I work with clients on the masculine energy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I can push it. Then we look at your name. We haven't looked at your name yet, Julie. So your name isn't who you are. It's who you look like you are. So then people treat you like that. And then to some extent, you behave like it. So my name, full name, Joanna Elizabeth Soli vibrates at a three so look at my branding leopard print everywhere you know pink teal black people would say that I'm very three I'm good on stage I'm good on my masterclass. I'm good on social but I'm not very three behind closed doors I'm not very three so this is why you can sometimes be different in public than private so if we look at your full name Julie Dorgan Brown because you're currently using that energy, it vibrates at a seven. Oh my God. <laughs> so what you see is what you get. So there's no mistakes, right? So seven, and I'm going to send you some information on seven after this call to look at, but seven is, that's what your life wants you to do, right? So we've really got to listen, but people see you as a seven as well. So that's quite good because what you see is what you get. You see is what you get. I cannot tell you how many times I have said that about myself. You know, like I, I, what you see is what you get, or I'm not for everyone, or like, this is it. Like that is crazy because I have, I can't believe how many times I've said it. Exactly. Marmite, you know, or, or Vegemite, or you got to <laughs> be so right for some people that you're so wrong for others. Yeah. yeah? And um, your, and then we look at your business. So your business is alive. It's got its own Akashic records. It attracts and it repels like you attract and, and I attract and repel, okay? It has a color, it has a style, it has a flavor, it has a brand. Like we have a color, a flavor, a style, and a brand. And in a solopreneur entrepreneurial situation, our numbers run the show. But with the um, when the business gets 
more clients, team, premises, then the business starts to run the show. So it's important that we understand the business energies, its life path when it was started, its name. A lot of people change the name of the business a lot because they don't know what they're doing. So then it confuses everybody. But the life path doesn't change. Like we can't change our date of birth. We cannot change our business date of birth either. So that's how I help people. And then, you know, it, it's not a one and done. It's a, it's not like, oh, you know, I know I'm a seven. It's a journey because we are the negative of our numbers. It's easy to be the negative of seven. It's easy for me to be the negative of one. So when we appreciate the numbers and the other numbers in our chart and how they, you know, click together, forget a business plan. It's like a treasure map. (laughs) This is fascinating. Can you tell me, and I'll put a a link to your website in the show notes, but if people want to learn more about numerology before they reach out to you. You have a podcast on on numbers and you teach a lot in your podcast. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've got a podcast, the Bizology Soundbites podcast. There's 20 episodes and I take everybody on a journey and talk similarly what we've said today, but I go deeper on each episode. The best place to start is a freebie on my website, which I'll give you a link, but it's Um, how to work out your life path number properly how to work it out correctly I've also got a master class on my website which is free and I've got my app coming next week I have a group your brilliance in numbers which is a free Facebook group with nearly a thousand people in there and I share wisdom every day But the best place to start if people want to learn more is to book a call with me because then, you know, like we have today with Julie, I can explain what's going on numerically and then share the best way. Um, I just there was so much involved in this. I feel like I don't want to end this podcast because there was so much information, but I feel like we've hit everything we can do in one bite sized portion for the listeners right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the links to all of your stuff in the show notes, a link to your podcast. This was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this, for doing so much work on my numbers before we talked. It was, it was enlightening and it makes me want to know more. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a curiosity because we're waking up because we're working now in the energy of the two. And that is all about sacred knowledge. And this is sacred knowledge. You know, this is a unique concept. It's a discipline that recognizes that every person, every situation is unique. So this is its real power. This is its real value. One size doesn't fit all. And you know, you've seen all this cookie cutter, your seven step system, that doesn't work, all right? So numerology, hence physiology, helps you align to your unique life and business purpose. Joe, thank you so much. I'm I'm so appreciative. I'm so glad that we were connected. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to speak today. Okay, friends. You and I were both learning about numbers at the same time in this episode together. I had no idea what Joe was going to say. I didn't know what any of my numbers were, and she gave me a ton of information. So I'm going to try to break it down a little bit as it pertains to my numbers. My life path number is a 7. However, I was born on the 8th. 
So like most people, I have been trying to live my life as if I was an eight because that was the day I was born on, which is sort of freaky spot on. Eights are business people, executive CEO types. Eights have a need for success and a strong desire to be recognized for their achievements. This is 100% how I've been living my life and running my business. But I should have been living my life as a seven. And if I leaned into the seven more, things might feel more natural because that's where my gifts lie. And I think she's right. When I started the company, I had no idea I would become a professional speaker, an author, or the host of this podcast. But that is where I'm most comfortable, using my knowledge, seeking answers, and sharing it with others. If I leaned more into that and got help with the stuff that I'm not good at, and not as passionate about, as Mike Smirklow mentioned in a previous episode, then perhaps my business would benefit from that and I'd be more successful or at least be more grounded. In addition to the life path number, we talked about our name number, which just to really hammer home that I'm supposed to be a seven is a seven. But I also have two eights in my five life numbers, so I'll always be drawn to the need to achieve. I'm never going to really get away from it. I love the plane analogy that Joe used to describe the personal years. It really did, on a very basic level, show how each year of your life and business will be different. I also love that she talked about nature and how nature has cycles. Nature can't be in bloom all year round. If she was in bloom all year round, there would be no place for the spent flowers to go, and there would be no time for the plants to replenish their resources. Dormant cycles are just as important as the bloom cycles. This in particular made me feel better, that maybe each year of my business isn't supposed to be gangbusters. Maybe that's not healthy at all. I'm excited to work with Joe Moore. After we stopped recording, we talked more about my numbers, and I'm really intrigued to see what will happen if I lean into my life path number and the energy of the number seven more. Did you calculate your life path number? What is it? Let me know. I'm curious as to what you may have uncovered about yourself and your business during this conversation with Joe. Now, for the drink of the week, when Joe described my life path number, the number seven, she used the words thinker and seeker. So I've picked the seeker rosé from France. Now, obviously, I picked this based on the name, but also because the grapes for this wine, which are a blend of 70% Grenache, 25% Syrah, and 5% Cinso, if you're interested in the numbers, are from France, and that is where the Thinker statue is. Here's a little history on the statue. The Thinker was initially named the Poet and was a part of a large commission begun in 1880 for a doorway surround called the Gates of Hell. Rodin based this on Dante's The Divine Comedy. The detail from the Gates of Hell was first named the Thinker by foundry workers who noticed its similarity to Michelangelo's statue of Lorenzo de' Medici, also called the Thinker. All right, friends, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it has piqued your curiosity in regards to your numbers. Now, speaking of numbers, this podcast has been downloaded more than 10,000 times. Thank you so much. And that's a shit ton of listeners considering that this is only the 50th episode. But even with all that, we only have 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I'm making an ask that if you enjoy this podcast, if it has helped you in any way, to please take a moment today to review it on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. 
Until next week, cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. We'll be right back.